0: Hi all, this is the State of Mind podcast with me, Richard Sefton. I like to delve into people's lives and minds and find out what makes them tick. Find out where they've come from and where they are heading. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or search State of Mind with Richard Sefton over on YouTube. Like and subscribe. I wanted to know what sort of an impact putting yourself forward for election can have on your mental health and so I decided to go and speak to one of the candidates in the upcoming City of Chester by-election. School teacher Rob Hurd has been confirmed as Lib Dem candidate for the City of Chester by-election and he is sat across from me now. So Rob, how
1: are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. I'm very well.
0: Any anxiety around the next month? Uh,
1: Anything <laughs> big happening in the next month? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, funnily enough, there's a, quite a big uh, big uh, stage in my life that's happening. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm standing for um, the City of Chester by election as the Liberal Democrat candidate. Um, uh, yeah, something I've never done before. Could be Exciting. really interesting. Yes.
0: What's in your mind about election night?
1: Um, I think think it's it because everything's really new it's just actually um, I'm a bit worried about kind of the um, the process of it all and um, and almost kind of if we don't get where we want to into in kind of vote sharing that sort of stuff and um, I think I'll be like pretty disappointed because I feel like we've put in a load of work and it's it's not just me it's a whole team effort mm-hmm. so it's the feeling about letting the whole team down and being the face of the the people. Like the uh, the face of the team, really.
0: So You're taking on a lot of responsibility. It right? is, yeah, it is. And I mean, it that's, that, I'm guessing, that's very anxiety-inducing. <laughs>
1: well, it's, yeah, it is. It's, um, it is. It. it like I said, it's it's you being the face of something, and then there is so much work that goes on behind the scenes, and you and you form really good relationships with mm. with everybody, and so letting people down when it comes to that sort of stuff is is really um, like it, it gets really personal. And I think the other thing about it is because you're kind of carrying somebody's ideologies, you're kind of carrying their kind of hopes and their dreams, kind of actually what they generally believe for a better society and stuff. And I think if you worry about uh, and i constantly worry about like letting people down um, and not representing their kind of ideology well enough if that makes sense
0: absolutely um how much of your ideology how much do you differ from the lib Dems? if you know what i mean
1: yeah no i get. I think i think to be honest one of the nice things about 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 the party is that if you don't necessarily agree with something you can kind of turn around to go actually this is not not necessarily something that I do agree with that's kind of like a liberal philosophy isn't it is that everybody's different everybody's got their their own voice mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I think you know we, we had an MPU won a by-election Sarah Green who um, I, I've met and she's absolutely cracking she's she's absolutely she's an absolute force um, where, where was that one did she was che- Cheshire Monamisham Okay. Um, so that was oh, the first of way our down, kind of like, all the way down. yeah, all the way down. Yeah. Uh, it's a, um, the like, first of your of the kind of like <coughs> knocking yeah. the the blue wall down, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and she um, and she basically said, look, it's not right. HST is not right for my constituents. It, like, we hate it here. And the party was kind of like, okay, well, don't campaign on it. You know, it's official party line that we, we uh, that, that we support HST. Um, so that's quite nice. It's 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 about being able to kind of you know um, choose. What you want is what you think your vision is which is great
0: there was a few times when i thought i'd love to get into politics but who would i pick because no party sort of sticks with all of my beliefs and everything no party sort of goes with, goes with all of them so that's i'm, I'm coming across <laughs> i'm coming back i've been lived down um my where i live is um very well it was for over 27 years very labor yeah until Bloody Brexit!
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah.
0: <laughs> and now we we have the Tory MP
1: right under um, out of what six and Mr. <laughs> Mr. under under Mister Johnson, who didn't punish anyone, yeah. you know. Well, he did. I, he he took the whip away from Antoinette Sandbach, and she's now stinking in, in Eddersbury. Mm. Um, uh, and and yeah, she's been coming out to help on the campaign. She's she's been on. Absolutely. Is there is that, is, was, is that was that was because she didn't believe in Brexit. So that was her ideology, like didn't follow the vibes. So she's took did the principled thing. Actually, yeah, he took a know, few out at the start. Say, didn't yeah, they? And and they, they No, you know, with me, you're against me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is just absolutely ridiculous, really. Mm,
0: absolutely. It. He he just it was just a load of yes men and women. Yeah. And and look how it turned out. Yeah, absolutely. Look how it turned out. So do you have any hope for winning? Are you allowed to answer that?
1: No. Yes, yes, I can to, answer. I'm, that I'm and not, yes, I'm, I'm, we do. I'm, I'm not allowed to answer. No. Um, uh, do you know what? Yes. Um, you answered. Yeah, I did answer. <laughs> um, so I think really, and I keep, I keep saying this, the, the my line on this is really that democracy isn't about winning and losing. Really, is it? It's mm. not about who has. Yes, you need to have kind of power to be able to implement change and that sort of stuff, but it's more about um, representing people that can't all be represented I think that's really really important um, I think um, I wouldn't be able to lie on my deathbed uh, uh, obviously being a teacher and um, I'm looking at the kids that are going through cams at the moment I'm looking through um, the kids on food banks we've got a food bank we've got a clothes bank at school Like, which is just ridiculous if you think about it that we're a developed country mm-hmm. you know, all the kids have got um, iPhones and stuff um, because their parents are maxing out kind of every, any kind of credit that they can to get iPhones but um, but which is important it, it is because otherwise they're going to feel that societal pressure to kind of fit in and stuff so I, I actually do think that is quite important but then we can't afford to clothe them, we can't afford to feed them, we're, we're a, 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 a poor society of rich individuals. Um, so yeah, I think um, it's about standing up for those people really, isn't it? And I wouldn't be able to lie on my deathbed and, and say that I'd done everything that I possibly could um, without having done this. And now I feel like I can actually do that. So that
0: is a brilliant answer to the people that tweet about these people on benefits that have Sky TV and iPhones. Yeah. It's because they're maxing out credit cards. Well,
1: credit. No, uh, I mean, it's... it's. I, I don't think you can deny people stuff like that because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn around and tell... Well, anybody. a lot of homework's done online now, isn't it? You, well, so you need some kind of device. Yeah, and, and, and actually what we found was during the pandemic is we were buying equipment for people to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the government, who were ostensibly helping out, didn't. You know, they were... <laughs> Um, I was working uh, um, just up the road um, at the time, and for the entirety of that school, because of the rates, the way it was done, one they they were given one laptop for the entire school to, to oh be gosh. shared. Wow. Shocking, you know. So yeah, it was just.
0: I mean, we had more than that when I was in school. <laughs> quite... That's a long time ago. <laughs>
1: long time. With the hamster ago. in the wheel. Like... Uh, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just
0: trying to work out. Did they have
1: laptops? RM mm. so, so Nimbus and logo, wasn't it? <laughs> no
0: idea, but shush. <laughs> On
1: that. Charles um, Babbage was there. No, Tim Berners-Lee, was Berners-Lee. it? Berners-Lee,
0: yeah, yeah. He was just knocking around, like, <laughs> think, thinking of some ideas. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what was going on in my school. I remember having, having an IT class, but it was very basic. I think it was like how to use words. Yeah, it was all to be honest. And like, everything was...
1: You know, done at home on paper. But kids, right. kids are. Kids are uh, um, what we're finding is, weird that they can code. Like kids can code now, but they can't open a Word file or save a Word file. It's really odd. So they like, skipped it. Yeah, they've skipped all of that. I had a couple that have come up and started trying to like touch the monitor. Like, and you kind of like, no, <laughs> no that's not touch screen. Love. <laughs> not that advanced So right, let's go back. Let's yeah, go sorry. back. Tell <laughs> me
0: about you, growing up. What made you? What made you become you?
1: Okay, this is that. I mean. That's, that's that how long have you got this uh, uh like a, a long got it, however long thing. um um so um yeah in essence oh gosh yeah i i had a bit of a, a a weird kind of upbringing in that i had a really really happy 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 childhood um and that's which weird it, in this, isn't it it day it, and its yeah i think it is um my, my my dad was great he was um a uh, my dad's a teacher my mum's teacher um and they are uh, that they, they were like the epitome of the couple in love. They're like kind of the the, the couple from Love Story. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> my mum wasn't ever allowed to go to university. They when she was um, when she was growing up, she was the oldest of three uh, of three girls, but um, oldest girl um, out of four kids, um, and her mum committed suicide when she was um, when she was fourteen. Wow. So my mum, in essence, ended up like raising her younger sisters. And I think that always had a massive impact on her. And so she really wanted this kind of freedom, this liberation. And um, but she wasn't allowed to go to university, so she did what the, the family told her she should do. And she went and worked in in a bank for a while. And um, after that, she went. Forget this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be independent. So she had, when when we were kind of about four or five, um, she uh, she she went back to university. She retrained to be a teacher. On the morning that she graduated, she was diagnosed with MS. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, so she, she was a chairman of governors at, at, at my local school for, for 14 years, and they turned around and they were like, We can't give you a job here because it was before the Disability Discrimination Act. So, she wasn't allowed to, um, uh, to, to, to work there because she was a danger to the kids if there was a fire, apparently, because uh, she couldn't lead them out of the classroom.
0: Oh, um, that must have been heartbreaking. Well for was it
1: was a dream, it was absolutely a dream, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So um yeah, so I was pretty much a young carer for, for my mum from about eight onwards, mm-hmm. um I think, um, which was um which was really tough actually. Um because I, I don't think I really realised until afterwards how um how much of an impact it had on my dad, because my dad was the one who was going out to work and then coming back and having to do almost a second job mm-hmm. looking after her. Um, and, and and to be fair, you know, he used to go out go out on a on a Friday night, that was his one sacrosanct night out to go and play squash on a Friday night. And, and and that would be when me and my sister would lift my mum into bed or, or like generally me to be fair, and she was completely incontinent, so um, I mm-hmm. like I she still wanted to like to have a couple of glasses of wine or whatever so me and my sister just used to end up kind of like having half of the bottle of wine like so that she wouldn't get so drunk like to lift her into bed because uh, she'd just be a, like a dead weight so um like that was about th- at the age of 13 and 14 so this mm-hmm. like real kind of happy childhood kind of really quickly descended into a little bit of kind of you know everything that my mum had strived for it not to be really yeah um, so I think yeah that that went it went a little bit Bit crazy and downhill from there.
0: Well, my 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 girlfriend in a different life. Her dad had MS, um, and and I suppose she was she was a young carer from from a, an early age. But being the same age, I didn't really give it much thought about what she would be going through, what she
1: mm. had to go through. Um, well, my my dad kind of put say so when I came out when I was fourteen, my dad associated me being gay with um, having seen too much of my mum. Like, say, for quite a long while, he blamed my mum for it because it was kind of like, well, you know, you've seen things that a kid of 13, 14 years old shouldn't have been seeing at that age, and that's why. I was like, it, it wasn't for that, you know. I fancied Jason Donovan long before I saw yeah. anything. Oh <laughs> like I don't that think brother. that's to do with being... That, you know, <laughs> that's just that, having that bad, bad taste. <laughs> yeah, it's having bad
0: taste. Um, we're a similar age, so um, coming out at 14, in my mind, that was early for... Yeah. for them. I mean I was seventeen. I know there's a massive difference, but there is at that, that age, age, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there is, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was so that was seventeen. So and and I thought that was kind of early-ish for back then. So fourteen.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, but I mean, you know, we had internet, and I, I think this is probably one of the early dangers of internet. You know, so we had and I was on MSN chat talking to like you the know, of- girl, you know, yeah. and you kind of think actually that was so so dangerous at, mm. at that age. Um, I think. um yeah, so so I think that was kind of a bit of the the, the awakening there anyway, and I think this is this is how my mum found out actually is is I'd written a letter, I'd written like a diary entry to myself, and um, she'd kind of wheeled herself into my room one time and, and read that entry and then she kind of questioned me about it, and do you know what I'm really I'm really happy she did because so my mum died when I was twenty, and um, but she died knowing pretty much everything about me I think, um you know I've I've, I've got um. Friends who didn't come out until they were, you know, 24 or 25, Mm. and I think if I'd have waited that long, then I don't know how I would have been able to reconcile myself with the fact that my mum didn't know everything about me, you know. That, yeah.
0: So, what is your relationship with your mum now? I know she's gone, but what is
1: your like relationship with her? Do you... you, you're never gonna, you're never going to forget that person who was so instrumental in your life are you and and um still it's she so she died when i was 20 i'm 38 so that's 18 years and i'm nearly at the point where i've lived half of my life with her and half Mm -hmm. the life my life without her um but she is still the inspiration to me for everything that she went through she's still the you know um she she literally gave everything to make sure that me and my sister kind of um did really well in life so i think um yeah she she's still very strong in my mind Um mm-hmm. from the political side of things i kind of i don't really know where she stood like uh politically my dad's very socialist like he he's like a, a paid up member of the labor party so could you assume i know no i think no. she was probably right wing oh, i think well quite exactly so she used to listen to like classical experience and stuff like in in the um in the kitchen, which I know it doesn't necessarily make a right wing. <laughs> <Just> but, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but like, uh, she, yeah, so her, her and her dad was really like really Plaid Cymru, back when Plaid Cymru were kind of na- like a proper nationalist mm-hmm. party. Um, so, yeah. Are they not? No, I'm joking. Uh, well, no, as, I'm in, joking. as in kind of like, um, <laughs> as in, as in right wing national, you know, when they were kind of, you know. Where was, where's he from then? So my, my grandfather, they're all from like um, Pentegros and the Lline Peninsula.
0: Okay because yeah. because I don't meet many people kind of border in yeah. England that, that that want independence and and you know I can't see how it would work living it
1: just over the border. Well I can't see how it would work for Chester Football Club they'd have an absolute nightmare. Absolutely. Put a toll in. <laughs> absolutely. Passport control like half the players like you know getting red carded for not having the, the right visa. Absolutely. Shocking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I would imagine they'd go back into the EU, even though they voted to leave.
1: I, d- I think that's really tough, though. Like, I mean, just one of the questions that I always get asked um, is is about kind of um, would you rejoin? And 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 a couple of people have said when you know, what's the difference between me joining you and, and the Lib Dems? Well, I was going to ask Labour versus Lib Dem because Labour have got the make Brexit work. Yeah. So Rachel Reeves came out and said something earlier this week, which has just turned loads of um, loads of people off because she's basically said, look, that ship sailed and, um, and, and I've had about three
0: that's the party line, isn't it now? Someone yesterday saying
1: it. <laughs> Sorry, <carry on. laughs> what, what, on. what? What What? What you say? No, no, no. What you were saying, but yeah. I can't remember who was saying it yesterday. Uh, um, exactly, you know, all, almost the same words. So, so we've had in essence, I've I've had about three or four people on Twitter. Amelie least uh, Was it Amelie Stodd? Mm, yeah. Right, okay. we've um, uh, had about three or four people on Twitter who've who've said, right, well, that's it. My my decision's made up, and I'm I'm going for Rob Hertz. Um, which is like it's lovely, um, like to, to get that vote of support. But actually, what we really want is we want the country to work like okay of like well (laughs) i'm Mm -hmm. I'm settling for okay at the moment because it's in such a state that actually we need to get okay before we can get get good um i think um and and this is the whole point is if if we if we rejoin tomorrow or we said right let's rejoin tomorrow um we don't know what what conditions it would be under. So would we have to accept the euro? Um, you know, would we have to, uh, we wouldn't get the same kind of tariffs or, or whatever. We just don't know that sort of stuff. So mm. I, I understand why people think it's a little bit flaky that you don't want to say yes, rejoin or mm. no, don't rejoin. But you, you've kind of, you just don't know what's going to happen. I'm definitely pro EU and I want to get regulatory alignment and stuff. But um, again, it's, would Britain be really prepared to accept the euro? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? And I do wonder, nothing c- can be done majorly unless you're in power, can it? And, yeah. and I'm and I'm wondering if it's just the line to kind of get in, get the, get them back,
1: be- get, get over the line, and I then mean, they'll relook at it. But that worked really well for the Lib Dems when they went back on a manifesto they pledged, didn't it? You know. <laughs> so to be fair, I'm I'm pretty sure that um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that. What
0: specifically are you talking about when you say that?
1: Uh, I'm uh, I'm talking about yeah, the 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 yeah, coalition. Yeah, But there was a coalition, there. That's I
0: always yeah. feel that they were given the bad end of the stick there because it's a coalition and a compromise, basically. Yeah. So things had to be dropped, things had to be changed. Yeah. I always thought that the, the Lib Dems came
1: off so much worse than, than the Tories in that, and uh, yet it was a compromise on both sides, it had to be. If you, I think if you look at the stuff that was done during the COVID, the the stuff that was done was really, really good, but actually, yes, you're right, I think the Tories kind of... Go married, wasn't out. it? Uh, well, so that was a, um, introduced by a Davy. the clause that introduced that was, was introduced... Oh, no, sorry, that was Section 28, was it? Uh, yeah, no, Section 28, I think the clause... No, it was, it was Gay Marriage. I was reading about it this morning. Um, but yeah, Gay Marriage was um, Lynn Featherstone's, um kind of idea. Um, she was a Scottish Lib Dem MP, who I've got a, a t-shirt with her, like, almost like Barack Obama forwards kind <laughs> of thingy on it. Um, uh, there was also like stuff like the pupil premium for kids, which is like absolutely amazing. So we talk about tuition fees and yes, tuition fees have, have, have risen um, and universities needed that money to be able to be sustainable and keep going and have research and that sort of stuff. We don't talk about people premium, which when it came in, gave money to people to, to basically in essence, the, the poorest, poorest kind of in society from the word go. So actually we'll start to see the benefit of that really on an economic scale, probably in about two or three years. And the kids that I teach, absolutely rely on that, you know, it's the way that we can afford TAs, it's the way that we can afford, you know, and, and in terms of mental health, um, it's it's really, um, it, it, that money is absolutely vital in making sure that they're secure and comfortable in school.
0: I'm just sat here now thinking that it would be great for every MP to be a teacher, because the children are the future, wow. <laughs> and and you're seeing it, you're seeing what's going on with society kind of there. Yeah. Without but, any sort of like rose tinted spectacles or
1: anything. Justin Trudeau did this in Canada. He has. A He's amazing... in Drag Race next week. Is he? Yeah, amazing. See, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a little thing on my work, uh, on my desk at work that says, "What would Justin do?" And, like, I literally, I love that guy. <laughs> like on every level. Um, <laughs> um, but he um. What would Uh, So as part of his cabinet, he had a doctor who was head of the NHS. He had um, a teacher who was head of the education. I tweeted this the other
0: week. Why don't we have that? You know, but this I don't understand why we why 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 we don't do that. We we kind of throw people into a job and just expect them to hit the ground running, sometimes from hardly any experience. Well,
1: this is a point that I was kind of making the other day. We've got, like, um, Jeremy Hunt, who is a massive um, billionaire, millionaire, whatever he is, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and he wrote a book on how to privatise the NHS and then became health secretary <laughs> and now is chancellor. And it's kind of like we've got somebody who um, who has a shed load of money um, and uh, they're basically... Forecasting for somebody with a, a with a zero disposable income and saying oh well you should be able to survive on that you know and it's kind of well it's a little bit hypoc- hypocritical I think one of the one of the big criticisms of, of politics and politicians which is why we need kind of normal people and not career politicians mm-hmm. is that they they just don't understand really they don't get people are you know. I want to say fifty p in the meter. I don't think there are many people with like meters anymore. Thank God, thank goodness. But like, um, they they don't get the fifty p in the meter. I'm an electric meter because
0: EDF you? will not change it for me. Oh. They said because I raised I raised a complaint way back when. They won't even like. Discuss it with me. I'm like, Richard
1: I just want something doing. They've blacklisted you because you were a difficult character <laughs> <just>, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> just
0: want something to do it, just want changing off my meter. And they will not engage. And it's doing my head in. I'm like, oh my god. Well,
1: yeah. Well, it, as if energy prices weren't going up it, going up it wasn't enough, then you're not gonna have any uh, <laughs> exactly. Well
0: mine are going up like even more because of that. It's mental. The well,
1: world the, is mental. The, <laughs> the whole thing about that is that it's not it's not just like um it's not 50 p uh, in the meter people anymore either. It's people <laughs> it's people with with mortgages uh, on million pound houses, mm-hmm. like like so those kind of middle earners and, and higher earners that the Conservatives normally traditionally appeal to, they've got these big mortgages because they aspire to have big houses. And their mortgages might cost them two thousand five hundred pounds a month They go to um, renew the mortgage or uh, come out of that fixed term, and that's going up from one percent to five percent. That's a massive leap, mm-hmm. you know. And it's so to be fair, it's it's literally it's kicking everybody like the, It's just really badly thought through.
0: Well, Like I say, it is crazy at I the minute, mean, everyone seems to be struggling, and it's funny because when I'm on Twitter, I get called um middle class because I've got a double, I double-bowel my yeah. name on there, I get called middle class. I'm like, about six years ago, seven seven or eight years ago, I was using food banks. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, you know, I was raised in a family where um. My mum didn't qualify for free school meals because she worked a certain amount of hours, yeah. and yet she couldn't afford to give us dinner money. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of the time we, I, I, ate the yeah, my best mate used to give me the sausage out of his sausage roll, and he did the pastry, <laughs> and I'd have That's a little bit of cheese left and the dairy. Absolutely everything. heartbreaking. But, but, those but those kids people... are resilient, aren't they? And I was, and it, and it didn't really. I don't think it affected me. In fact, I think it. I did really gave me more resilience. Yeah. I suppose, but. I I, it, but to think of a kid now, for me to think of a kid, for me to think of a younger
1: me yeah, doing that, yeah, it does break Because the thing is, uh, and, and yeah, you, you're obviously very kind of resilient and, 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 and lively. I think there are a lot of kids that I know at school that aren't, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and had you had a different kind of uh, like uh, parenting, maybe a different kind of um, take on life, then actually mm. that could have been, been horrendous. You know, I've got... Three or four yeah. kids at school. who have got eating disorders. Like hospitalised with mm-hmm. eating disorders, you know, and they're rolling around school in a wheelchair at the moment because of stuff like yeah. that. You know, they're just not resilient, uh, resilient enough to be able to, to to take that. You know.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I suppose there's all kinds of different factors, isn't there? But I mean, it, it wasn't the the easiest of childhoods. So I suppose I did I did develop uh, resilience, but I also my mum was so loving, so caring, so there so much there for us. Um, that you know, maybe that mix of badness and the goodness, you know. <laughs> yeah. Made, made, makes makes a uh,
1: a resilient child like having a right wing mother and a socialist father. You ended up in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: A right wing mother because she listens to classical music. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: a good mother because great. she listens to classical music. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> so what's your dad like then? You you know socialist dad. What what what's what,
1: what it? Tell <laughs> Red about Roger. Dad? Uh, he uh, you know that's that's what that's what he was called. He <laughs> he was so socialist. Dad. No, so my dad my dad's um, my dad um, 1970s Labour wasn't quite. Left-wing enough for my dad, so he set up a new um, socialist party in Bridgewater. Uh, Your dad he, did. Yeah. yeah. Wow, oh, Okay. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's long since faltered, but yes, uh, he uh, yeah, he he's a he's a really good guy. Very into his rugby and stuff like that, and um, yeah, I think had real issues with coming out with me coming out and stuff because he just hadn't been exposed to it. It's mm. so the era when queer spoke was first coming on TV. It was two years after the AIDS. Um, uh, you know, the, the the horrible AIDS adverts with the gravestones falling down and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and of course, he was a teacher as well. So um, he, he was kind of, um, wasn't allowed to talk about homosexuality in schools because of Section 28. And I think he was very nervous about talking about it at home because, because of that as well. I think that's one of the benefits now is every teacher that I know knows about how to treat an LGBT child, um, because they've had training on it at school, and so if their kid is kind of at home, if that happens, then at least they can fall back on that as well. Um, like so, yeah, he, he had a, he, he was he was hesitant about the whole thing to start off with, I think, um, and then um he, after my mum's, my mum died in March, but he got together with somebody in December afterwards the rascal. Uh and um, hey we all need some <laughs> somewhere. we all we all deserve we our all com- we all come company. Uh So and her younger brother was gay uh is gay. Um and uh, was a helicopter pilot in the RAF. So they got on really really well. Um and I think my dad kind of realized that actually you're not automatically going to try drag and like, wear sequins and stuff, if you're gay, you can, there's, there's lots of different. Because
0: this is the assumption, things, isn't it, for, for a lot of people, especially, like you say, if you haven't been exposed to it. I remember, I think it was Syl Black's autobiography, and she was saying that she didn't think that gay people existed because she'd never sort of been exposed to them. Yeah. And then later on in life, I think everyone in a, in a, in a circle was yeah, just yeah. a big gay Christopher Biggins and Paula O'Grady. But um, yeah, <laughs> well, a a I You and Black's autobiography. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I went for a phase of loving autobiographies. Okay. But showbiz autobiographies, I right. just finished Melanie Season, and it's, it's like okay. the best one that I've read.
1: Oh, <laughs> really, really? Okay, Really,
0: really, really okay. honest. And I was like, that happened? God, we weren't told about that. How did the press not know about <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. It was brilliant, like arguments, her and Mel B all the time. Anyway, okay. I would love a Spice on here <laughs> <laughs> i'm working my way and i've got one of her friends coming on i oh, have you brilliant yeah. okay to be announced right uh, uh, so
1: let's 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 see what twitter can do before he goes into complete nut meltdown yeah absolutely
0: <coughs> yeah it's what people <coughs> assume isn't it so um that's all right
1: i've been out on the campaign trail and the um it's been cold and work quite frankly and uh, uh, I'm literally up at seven o'clock, and I go to bed at about eleven o'clock at night. Every and I've still got to go to full time work at the same time. So I'm literally um I've had a cold. You know when you feel like you've got a cold, and it's it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. It'll come mm-hmm. out when I when I sit down. I've had it for about two weeks and I haven't actually sat down yet. So, like, I'm, I'm just waiting until December the 2nd and it'll just be, just flood my body with its injection.
0: We have a glass screen in between <laughs> these posters,
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, so where do you, so, so you've got the Tories over here. Yeah. You've got Labour over here. Yeah. Where's live Dem sit
1: for um, you? I, I, do you know what? I'm not sure that I necessarily subscribe to that whole kind of you know um, people in different places kind of anymore. Um, and I think because I think Brexit has really kind of divided those people as well. Mm-hmm. I think I think you've got to look at policy, uh, and you've just got, you've got to look at actually what's right for what's the what's the line of best fit for me. You know. Um, and to a certain extent, the ideology. Um, I do find that there's a lot of people who are conservatives that are conservatives because that's a natural... Place for them to go. They just go well. Well, that's what I am. That's what I've always been. So we'll we'll stay conservative as that. because they're conservative. Yeah. yeah, and they're the people to go out and vote conservative. They're like, I mean, Rishi Sunak, Boris Johnson, Liz Truss could have done whatever they liked, but they'll still turn around and say, actually, no, I'm a conservative. You know, because
0: could have could have done whatever they did. Well, well,
1: we <laughs> or did, tried? To. Yeah, absolutely demolished everything that they possibly could with their forty day little experiment. <laughs> um, and I think Labour is very. Uh, I, f- I feel bad about saying this because um, because I don't like being negative very negative about um lots of other lots of uh, about other people and othering um I'm, I'm very happy to call stuff out where i don't think it's right um but most of the most of the trolling most of the hate that i get online generally comes from labour supporters this was
0: going to be my answer that's where i was going where where do you sit with the hate well, how much hate do
1: you get uh, quite, where does it come from uh, Quite quite a fair amount, actually. To be fair, um, I, I, from from the Labour side. Well, I've never had I've never had anything from Conservative side, and I get a little bit of passive aggressive stuff. Um, kind Do you of, think that's because you eat into the Labour vote rather than the Conservative vote more so? I, d- I don't know. I'd I'd like I think this is the problem with our politics. This is why our system's absolutely broken? This mm. is why we should why we need PR mm-hmm. because actually. Nobody's treading on anybody's toes here, and it's exactly what I said. you know it's not about winning and losing, it's about standing up for people and their voice and um and and if somebody's irritated at me for standing and for standing up for what I believe in, then then i'm I'm just doing what their their preferred candidate is doing as well. you know we've lost this ability to disagree with civility in this country, you know I don't think um <sighs> and I, I said this to the Conservative candidate and to and to Sam Dixon and the Labour candidate, I said, um, in essence, we all want the same thing. We all want Chester to be kind of more prosperous. We want people to not have to rely on food banks, you know. Um, we just disagree about how to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how well that registered. I'm not sure if they agree uh but that's generally my sentiment. You know, it's I'm not trying to take anybody's vote away from I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody, but I am trying to stand up for for people who otherwise wouldn't have a voice.
0: What so so on that then what what can you specifically bring to people of Chester not not the party like if you were to get in what could you specifically
1: do what could you specifically bring? Well, I think that you know I'm, I'm a teacher and we we've spoken we've spoken about this, you know, it's 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 real-world experience, isn't it? It's it's, it's about empathy, it's about caring, it's about understanding integrity, honesty. Um, I, I have a, a friend who um, used to work as a parliamentary aide and he turned around and he was like, um, you know you've got to you, you do you not think that being a career politician is a good thing?" And I was like, I, I'm not necessarily sure that it is because I think people vote for you because they want you to make the right decision at the right time. Mm. The putting that into motion, that putting that into process and stuff like that, that can be done by the civil service, that can be done by the civil servants, but actually I think what they want is somebody who's gonna make the right decision, i.e. not having a, I was about to swear then, not having a party. I think I uh, said fuck before. <laughs> <laughs> like, not having a party in, like, in the middle of COVID. They, they don't want people to make those decisions. They don't want people, like, I said it on TV the other day, don't want people to call each other jab Jabba the Hutt or a human bollard at the dispatch box because it's just not nice. Like, you know, and, and that's what I think that people need and want to see. You mm. know, I mean... Yes, it might be boring. It might be a bit grey, but God, don't we hope? Don't we wish for the the grey old days of British politics? Now that we've had mm-hmm. years of absolute anarchy.
0: Yeah, funny enough, we were talking earlier on about Johnson throwing people out, and I had Anna Soubri on okay. the podcast. That was that was a really interesting chat. How
1: was she? What
0: so? What she like? I've always really admired her. Yeah. um I, she's, I don't know, I just love the fact that she used to stand up and just speak her mind. And you don't tend to get that now. You get people parroting each other and yeah. and, and and sticking to, to whatever they're all saying on one side. Yeah. Um. I like to hear a bit of difference.
1: And I think the country likes to hear a bit of difference. They like to hear it people standing up that. for them. It does need that. I mean, so I used to live in France. Um, I was in France when my mum died. And um, what I really liked about the politics in France was uh, that it was really polarised and I was like, oh, we need this substance in British politics because there was always Jean-Marie Le Pen and Marine Le Pen and then there was Jacques Chirac um, and you, you had a choice basically between someone who was far right or somebody who'd embezzled like millions of, like, of, of euros. Probably francs back then. Um, uh, show my age Uh, in in Paris. (laughs) What franc? Made up currency. I don't get me started. You're really making me feel old now. Um, I'm older than you. (laughs) There we go. Um, I mean, just. (laughs) Oh, did you have to add that one in just slightly at the end? Just. Uh, um, Yeah. So, and I was kind of going, "Oh, I wish British politics had this level of substance behind it." And then you kind of go. actually no i really don't want it to be that polarized anymore because it's actually really bad for for people and it, it goes down to this disagreement again people can't disagree civilly anymore like you know
0: mm. social media pe- plays uh, is a big um talking point on a lot of these episodes mm. and how just how nasty people can be yeah. um from behind it normally
1: anonymous accounts um you know but i think what i find uh, it it's also there's a perceived nastiness about it. So, uh, um, uh, I I'm going to try and be as anonymous as possible with this. Um, but I'm on on um uh, on Nextdoor, which is an app, um, like which is basically for your locality type thing, um, and it, it's 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 a really good app for keeping people in in touch with each other in the local area. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm selling this kind of baby grave. Yeah, I you know, think that I, sort I think of stuff. I've got it. Yeah. in my area. Um, and just at the start of the election, I just said, you know, hi, I'm Rob. I've been on here for ages, you know, Um, and then people start to comment underneath and you kind of read that comment and then somebody else uh, who I I deal with in in kind of like in a political capacity, you know, uh, said something along the lines of, you know, this must have been decided before... Uh, you maybe you were listening or before you were um, you were um, on the parish council or something and you read those comments and actually you kind of read them automatically you read them as a passive-aggressive kind of this person's attacking me and actually that might not be the case mm-hmm. and and I'd like to think that it wasn't the case and give somebody the benefit of the doubt and step back and kind of go I hope that that isn't what you, you, you I hope you weren't intending to attack me however I think from sat behind a screen when you can't read into the tone or the nuance, exactly. the nuance,
0: the and the nuance you have the amount of times that aren't oh, my family's all falling out of each other because of whatsapp messages yeah. and they've not been meant in the say, in the way that and i'm really bad for doing it because i'll send a message and i'll put the phone down mm. and then i don't see all the millions of messages and what do you mean by that would you yeah. so so yeah so
1: yeah, and yeah it, i think i think that's where no, a lot of people are getting hate online and stuff i think that that it's that perceived hatred isn't it it's that perceived that and, and i'm sure that's borne out of my insecurities as well to be fair you know
0: well i'm gonna now um explain what you're Wearing uh, right, yeah. okay.
1: Rob's wearing a lovely baby blue. Would you say? Uh, uh, yeah, I would say baby spice blue.
0: Baby spice blue, <laughs> even better. Um, jumper that says "boys get sad too" on it. What makes you sad?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've told you about my mum and um, uh, and and growing up uh, with mm-hmm. with my mum as a carer. So I, I started taking antidepressants when I was about fourteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I think at the time they put me on it's either seroxat or fluoxetine, and one of them increases teenage suicide rate rates. And so instantly they were like, right, that needs to that needs to stop. So uh, yeah, so I started uh, from from about um four fourteen, and then have really been on and off like uh, ever ever since. And it's not necessarily. Um, I I think there's this general kind of. Unease with the way things are. I think it, there's a little bit of anxiety about am I good enough for this am I good enough Um, am I representing myself am I representing my family am I you know am I doing the best that I can in this situation I think that's it's a very selfish feeling and I think then that gets into your head and you kind of go oh right am I being selfish am I being because I genuinely I want to be a good person I want to I remember when I was 14 my best mate came and sat on my bed and she was being bullied at school she was like she's a wonderful human being so she she just I mean nobody deserves to be bullied but least of all her Mm -hmm. you know and she sat down on my bed and she just went why can't people just be nice and that's kind of literally like stayed with me ever since it's like why can't people just be nice so everything that i do is just i'm i'm gonna try and be nice you know to people um because what's it what what is it to you you know it, it doesn't hurt you it, it doesn't take a lot of effort to to do to have that kind of philosophy so just be nice you know um and I think it's that not living up to that as well is, is, is quite a, a difficult thing because, yeah, I can be a little bit of a bitch sometimes because, you know, let's face it, I'm gay. Uh, so, <laughs> like, happened. Yeah, there's been times when I've clicked at the screen when somebody's not wearing what I think they should be wearing on Drag Race. <laughs> That's happened. <laughs> Um, however, you know, are you a uh, big
0: Drag Race? <laughs> I love Drag Race. Absolutely. I get made to watch it. But, you what know, do you really get made?
1: You Nobody know, you should be made to watch. It, I, okay.
0: Well, you know, it, it's just on all the time. It's like a I don't know oxygen. You can't escape it. <laughs> Thanks, absolutely. Brilliant. But it's like the X Factor ten years ago, and it was just it was Britain's Got Talent. Then that would finish. Then it would, the X Factor. Then that would finish. Then so Britain's yeah. Got Talent. And I just thought,
1: give it a rest for a bit, and then people all enjoy it more. Sure, it hasn't got the um, the sub stories that the X Factor had oh, there Oh, it's getting them now. It, it's more stuff like um it, the, the trans issues and stuff like that which mm. actually i find really interesting because it's a different perspective uh, yeah, exactly i yeah.
0: find it interesting because i've not got that direct experience yeah. and i do want to know more about trans issues um i do want to be the best ally that i can i yeah. suppose
1: and do you know what I, I always talk about this with people um it, it, when they, when they say oh just just bought trans kind of trans rights and stuff and i kind of think that's a bit like somebody turning around saying, just support gay rights in the 1990s, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. really, what it took was it took a larger section of the population to turn around and say, actually, no, I am all- allied with this. I'm going to push it forwards because I'm going to stand up for the people, the little person. Um, and. Um, uh, yeah. And and that's how my that's why I managed to have a, a nice house with uh, my my other half, and we get to sit and watch TV on a Saturday night without being judged by other people because mm-hmm. people fall for us, you know. And so actually, yeah, a kind of some feel, quite high walls around you. Yeah, there's <laughs> a reason for that. Having haven't met our neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful high walls <laughs> like, like, well, it's a beautiful garden as well. It's taken a while to get here. It's, it, I bet it's, the dog loves it. It's part of this keeping up with the Joneses, isn't it? I mean, like you would see our, our friends' houses, like. Like next year, one person does an extension, and then everybody's like, I want to do that now. I want to
0: meet the Joneses then, yeah.
1: in that case. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. It's ridiculous. So, Polish um, concrete everywhere. <laughs> are you a um,
0: Harry Potter fan?
1: A uh, real. Oh. So my sister's wedding was Harry Potter themed. Okay. Like, so each of her tables, like, was Goblet of Fire or Order the Phoenix. Oh my Everyone god, like, that's a brilliant thing! Yeah, it was really good. And like her top table, so her cake. I mean, and not like, what I was getting at with the question, but. Uh, <laughs> like, so I, I, really liked it. Like, um, uh, not necessarily the films, but the books. I've read the books in like three languages. They're really good books. So it's you can
0: separate the art from the artist. I
1: think I, I, I find it more and more difficult now, actually, because that book was quite a good comfort for quite a lot of people because it's about somebody who is ostracised and not mm. necessarily somebody who fits in. And it was about the geeky kids, you know. And I find it really difficult now that, that that's not come from the place that I thought it came from. I think you can separate the art from the artist. My friend's got a Rolf Harris picture in his living room and it's a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Would I want it in mine? Probably not. You
0: well, know. but then it, what? what is it What that makes it different? Is it time? Because wasn't on Caravaggio's pictures all Young naked lads and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it time that makes it different because they're celebrated? Yeah, I don't.
1: And, I, I I genuinely I don't know. Michael
0: Jackson's music. I know there was no. I didn't like Michael Jackson's music, Jackson's music oh, in the my first God, place. I, I I just lately weirdly I can't stop listening to Man in the Mirror. Oh,
1: really? Mm, okay. Maybe there's something yeah, there. I was going to say we need to explore this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell <laughs> me how <laughs> how do you feel when you look in the mirror, Richard?
0: Absolutely <laughs> lovely. <low-sizey. laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I've got lots of grey hairs appearing that need cutting off.
1: You're, You're, sorry, were you older or younger than me again? Just, (laughs) just, just older <clears throat> just I, I get all of mine shaved off at the side is the only this is, the, the yeah, this is the, yeah my
0: means shaving off I've got lots in the, in the in the in the mix up here as well but I actually don't mind going gray I'd rather that than it falling out and so far like at the minute my hairline starts at the back of my neck let's just pull it forward
1: it's <laughs> <That's> brilliant <laughs> <coughs> hence the cut that I growing. always always said that I would grow old gracefully um like as in I wouldn't do the whole kind of um uh, so uh, again it's probably quite apt um, always had real bad body image like as in really real uh, really, being really body conscious mm. um, From what age? Uh, day dot really okay. um, I remember kind of I didn't really know how to work out or anything um, and I, I bought a book called From Scrawny to Brawny <laughs> <laughs> section, It was a mail order purchase. It tells you everything you need to know. Um, yeah. And it was, um, uh, yeah. And, and I would never, I, I I think I took my t-shirt off on the beach about three times in my, in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So I've always had quite a, a negative body image. And then I started about five or six years ago, I, I got a PT and started going to the gym part of that i think was i didn't like the machismo when you walked into the gym this kind of this gym bro is going like you know the chest beating kind of um and that was my perception that it was just going to be full of like steadeds and stuff like that uh, but actually it's done wonders like in terms of confidence and stuff going to the gym and there's something really lovely just about going to the gym after you've had a horrible day at work and just throwing heavy stuff around it's just there's something quite primordial about it like it's quite you
0: know <laughs> so. no do you find that it helps mental health as well uh, absolutely
1: <coughs> i think it's i think it is really really important It's an hour, an hour kind of, I I, I normally go about three or four times a week. Um, I've got a PT for two of those, and I think part of the fact is I really trust him. Uh, Anyway, um, uh, yeah, no, um, going to the gym for for mental health is really, um, uh, it gives you space to just be able to, think think for a while. You know, you don't have to think about anything else other than that. It's almost mindfulness, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, because you've got to concentrate on what you're doing because if you don't, then you won't be able to lift the weight and you end up, like, stuck under a barber. Well...
0: What... I only use the machines. I'm too scared to go onto the i Also, floor.
1: my gym has this grey muscle on the outside It says, We don't have machines, we make machines. <laughs> I like that. But that's you've to, to
0: the gym today and I go, I went on that machine, and
1: then I went on that
0: machine,
1: <laughs> uh, and then I went on that, and I go through my machines. If you're so actually I went... going to use that, I feel like I should probably explain the, the movements that you've okay, just done. Uh, okay, yeah, I, 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 I was doing arm movements to show the
0: machines that I'm using. I can't describe it. I'm not. That articulate today. It was late uh, night last night. It's a Sunday morning, <laughs> <laughs> was... but um, then I go from there. I go and sit and st- lie in the steam room, yeah, and that's where I do my mindfulness. Right. Couldn't get the word, then. I was thinking of the total wrong word. <laughs> there would have been enough one of those. Do we need to look into this moment? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I and I lie down and I and I and I zone out, um, and I think the the we've going to the gym um working out and then that it it's it, it does wonders for my mental yeah. health because you know we all my my day job I'm a mental health counsellor yeah. and yet we all have mental health that, that, that goes up and down and, and yeah. um my friend <laughs> name drop my friend Ian Dale says that he's never
1: suffered with his um,
0: with his mental
1: health. I don't. I don't think that anybody can ever say that.
0: See, I, I, I it fascinates me when he says that, and yet when he did the episode of this, yeah. cried three times. Right. Not saying that it was suffering with mental health, but there's there's, there's something going on there. You know, yeah. there's, there's, you know, regardless of what it is, there's um, there's something
1: going on. Well, there. I think say so What it's done for me is yes, it's that that absolute mindfulness. You get to kind of really kind of just focus on on that. But also, there's the residual stuff, which is really the aim, I guess, um, of um, of getting a better body and actually not having body competence issues anymore. You know, so mm. it's um, it's win win. Really, I'm feeling better since my chest is actually
0: outwards now instead of inwards. <laughs> 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 only just, only just, because my stomach is still protruding a little bit further than oh, shush, that. But, you shush. know. But... <laughs> But doing the gigs like last night, where I'm jumping around like a like a lunatic, it's uh, it, it it it's it, it's really good.
1: Yeah, I'm doing about 20,000 steps on the campaign trail at the moment. Like every day, it's great. That's really good. good but, well, we in. went to
0: Tenerife the other week, and my partner was it, so angry with me because every day I was walking about eight nine miles. <laughs> but in in like proper. I heat was going to say I would
1: be angry with you as, as well. I if can't you're on relax, holiday, so. I
0: can't rel- I'm at the minute going through an assessment. I keep saying this at the minute. I'm going through an assessment for ADHD. It's right. been going for ages, but surely this is ADHD territory you know if it was done the next day then they'd go no you ain't got it
1: (laughs) i mean that would be really irritating when they'd be like well what 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 is the reason for my like hyperactivity then you know yeah yeah
0: people i mean i met someone on holiday you know my friends, Andrew and Sean. Um, I met someone on a holiday, um, this Scottish guy, and about 20 minutes later, he went, I'm getting strong ADHD vibes from you, Richard. <laughs> and I text Andrew and Sean, and Sean sent one back saying, it took him 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So I was like, okay, okay. And then uh, Patsy, who's also in the in the choir, yeah, I was walking with her the other day, and she said, you haven't got a diagnosis? And I said, no. She said, oh, I did my um, dissertation on um, <clears throat> on ADHD. Um, and I just always assumed that you were a, a diagnosed adult male <laughs> Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe I need to follow this through then, eventually, <laughs> and, and, and get this diagnosis. Anyway, speaking got... of diagnosis, you were on antidepressants at 14. Yeah. Who did you talk to to get to that stage?
1: Uh, I... Uh, that was my mum. I remember distinctly my mum taking it. This was back in the days when, you know, you had your family doctor. So our GP mm. was Dr. Wood. Um, and uh, and we went down to the, the surgery. I remember going down to the surgery and, and my, my mum saying, you know, he's been crying a lot recently. Um, how, like, what, 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 what do we need to do about this? Um, and he, I, I went through a little bit of counselling, but it wasn't particularly helpful if I'm very honest with you mm-hmm. um, so then I, um, yeah. Then he turned around and said yeah it's time we, we moved on to um, uh, onto some antidepressants and then I think uh, that kind of went on and off for a while and then certainly after my mum died I went back on them, I remember because I used to smoke at the time and my dad used, was really worried uh, with me after my mum died because I'd just go out for a cigarette and I'd just have like a furrowed brow you know and your triangle of sadness was just like, like, had three lines in it and he was yeah. Um, would so, you
0: Would you be able to put your like how happy would you say you are now on uh, a scale of maybe one to ten?
1: Well, to to be fair, I, I still take antidepressants, so like it's it's a little bit. I I don't think I will ever <clears throat> not. You Do know.
0: you feel um, that there's still a stigma attached to antidepressants?
1: Um, I think there is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there should be. Um, uh, I think so. I was really really keen to to talk to you today actually because I think. I think it's probably one of the biggest things that I do think there is still a massive stigma about this and HIV Um, and I kind of feel like they do need to be kind of batted down because again the kids that I've got at school you see that range of emotions in them and you know it's it's about being able to put your finger on it um, and turn around and say actually there is a bit of an issue here now you know. yeah, if I'm allowed to get political again for like two seconds, of course you can. Um, This is your state and <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the nature of the last MP's resignation. I've been really, really careful not to say anything about it on the campaign trail because, um, I think. There's, You've been really careful. Yeah. Not to say, Okay. Yeah. I, I, and and, and the, I asked the campaign not to as well mm. because I kind of think um I, I kind of think of of, of Carl Sargent in twenty seventeen mm-hmm. who committed suicide as um uh, after after similar allegations and it's just not something that you would ever want for anybody you to, to be in that situation where they don't feel like they can get enough help um you know uh, and I understand that some people might not think that that is befitting of what they've done but actually you know everybody's a human um, and everybody needs to be treated with some level of humanity you know it's
0: that's admirable
1: well i don't think it is i think it's just human is it you know? okay
0: yeah yeah and yeah the, true I, I mean living in a in a 22 great britain i suppose things are a little bit skewed and those things that are just human just seem nice
1: <laughs> yeah but well, this the whole thing is like 10, 10 years ago we wouldn't even be having this discussion you wouldn't you know and that, I think that's just how far We've come, we, we, that's our, our inability to, to agree civilly any, anymore, isn't it? You know, mm. uh, everybody's always got to jump onto something at the moment. And...
0: Funny enough, though, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to... I mean, the reason that I became friends with Ian Dale is because I insulted him on Twitter. <laughs> he pointed out where I was wrong, and I apologised. Mm. And he was shocked that I'd apologised, and I said, I would, you know, I'll always apologise if I'm in the wrong. And that's like an alien concept.
1: It, it is. Yeah. I agree, and I think, but that comes down to the, that wanting to be the best that you can be and, and be good enough. You know, mm. I think actually you've got to accept. The first person that you've got to look at whenever there's a bit of a, an argument, when there's a bit of a conflict is yourself and turn around and go, right, what did I do wrong in that situation? How could I have made that situation better? Mm. Um, and I think that's really, really important because then if you can turn around and say, actually, do you know what? My bad. That was... Um, uh, that that was something that I needed to do, that I got wrong there, then you're more likely to move things forward. Isn't that what everybody, everybody wants to progress, don't they? Like, I don't know. Earlier on, you kind
0: of described um, kind of imposter syndrome. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, hang on a minute. What are you about to do in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> Put yourself before people to say, judge me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's part of kind of standing up to stuff and saying actually, you know, take the ball by the horns and kind of, um, yeah, and that being good enough and that turning around and saying, well, look, if it's not me, then who's it going to be? If it's, you know, um, yeah, so I think I think that's part of that looking in the mirror and kind of going, actually, do you know what? I'll, I'll be judged anyway, like put my money where my mouth is. You know, I, can't, I can't sit behind a screen any longer and just go, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, um, without actually doing something about it myself.
0: I like that. I want to come out campaigning
1: with you. (laughs) I've got got leaflets in the car. I'll take you. You can uh, take some with you.
0: (laughs) I would actually love to see because I've never, I've never done it. I've never had anyone knock on my door. Really? So I don't even know. Why should I (laughs) ever (laughs) get Not in the city of Chester. (laughs) Sadly, Uh, actually, I've got to say, if I did live in the city of Chester, my natural, my natural choice would probably be to to vote with Labour. Yeah. But. I have to say, if I lived in the city of Chester now, I would have a, 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 um, I'd have to have a word with myself.
1: <laughs> I think it's, um, there's a lot of people that, that think that, uh, going back to what what you are saying about splitting the vote and stuff, and, and mm. people saying, are you taking stuff off Often, them, there's a lot of people that do really th- still think that, and I, I don't think that's, I think Labour Labour got Chester now as a safety for Labour. You know?
0: I think I think for me it's yeah it's 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 about the tactical vote until yeah. the current, and I say the current Tory party because I know that it used to be decent. Yeah. I just don't think it is at the minute, and until they're gone, I personally can't risk my vote. Yeah. Uh, if I lived in a in a in a Lib Dem area, yeah, I, I would, like I say, tactical vote in a green area, you know Brighton and Hove or whatever, I, I would be voting them. But for me. I can't even give much thought to to the way that I vote at the minute. Yeah. I need to vote the way that I'm voting and, and for that, that, that purpose. Who knows? I might be a Labour voter, but mm. I never used to be. I used to be a Lib Dem. You know, I used to have the bollocks to
1: Brexit, sign <laughs> in my window. That so that wasn't even that long ago. So really interestingly, um, I, as part of this, you have to go through like. That a Joe Swinson. Uh, yeah, Who Joe Swinson or Vince Cable? I think probably Vince Cable. Okay. Um. Yeah, because Joe Swinson was twenty seventeen, wasn't she? Who? Yeah, quite. 20, <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> um, yeah, we. I mean, we've we've had words with ourselves. Uh, <laughs> there was um, uh, uh, but before I came onto this, I had uh, before I came like doing the um, the, the by election campaign had to go through loads of social media. Like, I had to have a social media check, and it prints off a list of every time that you've sworn on social media, like ever. <laughs> Really, forty-four pages was my document. Oh, but I was well. I was really. I didn't really know what I would be. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I was really lucky because actually, um, most of it was bollocks to Brexit stuff. So I was okay. like, well, oh, hey, that's party sanctions. I'm fine. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, great excuse. Great
0: excuse. I mean, I don't even write bollocks. On, I don't write bollocks. I write. I write it with an X, so, so oh, it doesn't really? give me the little warning, okay. are you sure you want to tweet this?
1: That's <laughs> <So, laughs> not a smart word, is it? It's a made-up word. I remember when I was like 13 or 14, and you know when you were at school, you had to cover your planners and your, like, your, your um, exercise books, they sent you home, and you had to cover your exercise books with like, wallpaper or something. Yeah, um, why did they do that? I don't know, it was lovely, I loved it, it was like an art project. Oh, I, I I've stuff. always been crap on <laughs> I loved it. It, was, it, it. Oh well like in year seven it started off as like your mum's rubbish wallpaper from the from the, the spare room or whatever oh it was. Oh my god like. memories? But yeah <laughs> <laughs> But then by the time I got to like um fourteen and fifteen I was reading NME and Kerrang and stuff. Like it was all like Oh my god, cantatae. we were so different. Yeah. Yeah, really. You had
0: you heard Kerrang and NME, I had top of the pops and oh smash day, it. <laughs>
1: absolutely not, no, I was a boy, I had my septum pierced. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Um yeah, and I had, You like, would have been my type in school. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean in school? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry. Um, Yeah, I had, like, Shirley Manson and stuff. And on my planet, I had, um, I I can't remember who it was. Was it Super Fairies? They'd released an album called, like, The Man Don't Give a Fuck or something. They've got
0: a song called, I think, Northern Lights, and I bloody love it. Yeah, well,
1: they're great. Yeah, so I I put that on my planet, The Man Don't Give a Fuck, and I remember getting in real trouble for it. I
0: can imagine why, though. I can imagine why. But then people, it's, like, society's changed, obviously, and, 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 you know, societies do change and they evolve and everything but people can walk down the street now with a t-shirt saying fuck yeah. on, on the front of it and I'm thinking how is that not um, I don't know a section five public order offence yeah. you know if somebody was to say yeah that's caused me alarm
1: surely they could get arrested for well, do I it but the, the, uh, I mean I, I have issues with stuff like this I know
0: you? it's only a word but I do think of the Little little
1: people. <laughs> but the little people are all getting it anyway. I mean, and, and, and this is not an excuse because actually I kind of lament it a little bit. Um, and I do worry about it. The kids at school, I mean, from the word go in year seven, like it's F and sh and it's all over the place. I don't know how to say that, like, without laughing. Um, <laughs> you um, can't laugh. You're um, Mr. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, God, if any of the are kids you listen to this. In that's weird I
0: got massively told off when I first started high school because the teacher made me call him sir so Knight nice said have you been knighted and I, it was genuine I was asking genuine the question yeah, why, right. why am I calling you why am I being made to call you so I didn't have any friends so I wasn't like showing to a crowd or anything I, I was genuinely just a, I, maybe I was a little precocious brat. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow uh,
1: yeah, I, I would have been like really come on come on. Um, yeah yeah they're, they're, so they're, and it's stuff like they're, they're all watching um, Hunger Games stuff like that um, Squid Game Squid Game yeah. and Squid Game was a, a nightmare because Year 7s were like coming in and talking about watching Squid Game and I was like mm-hmm. have you like I mean really I, the Dharma
0: things there were kids uh, there were p- kids dressing up as yeah. as, um, as Jeffrey Dharma for, for Halloween and I remember seeing something I think on Twitter saying if, 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 if he was going around call, killing young ladies in the way that he did not that long ago, would yeah. people be dressing up as
1: him now? It's, I don't, I mean, it really worries it would, me, but... really, really worries me that actually the kids are kind of uh, are kind of watching that kind of stuff. But it used to be that parents would, would like block it and stuff, you know, but I, I just don't think, don't think they do in the same way. I wasn't allowed
0: to watch an 18 until I was 18, Life 15 rise. until I was 15. I wasn't allowed before. to watch
1: ITV. Oh, yeah, because I, cause that's Because right of my, my right-wing parent, <laughs> one right-wing <wall> parent. So. <laughs> That's too many American TV shows. Do you know like
0: what it? I love about the BBC? Everyone on Twitter says it's too left-wing, and then uh, the yeah. other half of Twitter says it's too right-wing. Absolutely, you're watching Question Time, and everyone's like, "How dare they? They're too left-wing."
1: I'm like, "Does that not show you that it's quite balanced?" Then, like, I mean, I love Question Time. Have you ever? Um, did you ever watch W One A? Yeah. Uh, so uh, every time I go to the BBC, that it just reminds me of W uh, one A because I just kind of think <laughs> it is exactly that. You've got like everybody is uh, um, is just trying to be the, the most impartial that they possibly can be, and they're like, well, it's not definitely not on this, but it is mostly. <laughs> sometimes not this. <laughs> I love it when you
0: get um, presenters and they move from the BBC to something else like LBC or something like that and they're like ah oh, now I can let this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Emily Maitlis has just gone you know postal <laughs> over Do you know
0: what I went to a party in June and Emily Maitlis was there oh, okay. and oh, she hold was on, like let me this...
1: just pick up that name <laughs> on the floor that you just dropped again.
0: No, I couldn't speak to there were two people at that party that I couldn't speak to one was uh, Julia Hartley Brewer yeah, for obvious well, reasons yeah. <laughs> I didn't even want to look at her the other was Emily Maitlis but for the opposite reason she was like a goddess she was um, she was like glowing yeah. and I remember stood outside it was at the Hippodrome in Leicester Square and I remember stood outside waiting for a friend to arrive Um, and d- before Gemma got there Emily walked in and she had this these tiny little like uh, gold, not gold hot panthers in Kylie, but, but <laughs> like the, these little shorts and these really high heel, and she just oh looks goddess like anyway. it. It's like, <gasps> And I was thinking, I hope she's going to the party. Maybe I can speak to her. I couldn't. They just like, mouth
1: open all the way through. I'm like, wow, she's beautiful. It's, like uh, so, like standout beautiful. I went out for. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put some names on the floor now. <laughs> uh, I went out for dinner with um, uh, with Lucy Meacock and Louise Minchin. Um, like uh, one night. That was that was like really good fun. But you're absolutely right because I think they are just so um, comfortable in themselves. so They must have to be because they have to see themselves on screen all the time. So mm. Like literally, it was just like it was like watching television for the entire evening. I'm pretty sure that I probably. You rubbed about three words together to them, <laughs> but they were like just the, these kind of like amazingly intelligent people who were just kind of yeah ridiculous, and it, you do fangirl a little like when I,
0: I I absolutely did. I was like oh my god, there's sorry, West Streeting. And I was like, I said to my friend, please introduce me to West Streeting. I've, and then about five, well, it must have been a bit longer, after a few glasses of wine, I was walking around with my arm around West Street and introducing him to a people going, this is my mate, West.
1: So <laughs> this this has happened, this is not the first time I've heard this about West, actually, because <laughs> so I've, got I've, got a friend, I've got a friend who knows him um, and has done exactly the same. So I just think he, he's just, I think he's a. I think he's a, a really good parliamentarian to be fair.
0: And. I just wanted to follow on Twitter I got it
1: oh did you <laughs> okay right Wes if you're, if you're listening then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do, do it. Um, he's um, yeah no um uh what's going to say yeah I think uh, and uh, he's gay right I think mm. yeah mm-hmm. and I mean I, I genuinely think he's a future leader for the Labour Party I said that to him I
0: said you're going to be our first openly gay
1: yeah, from and he just went shh <laughs> <laughs> Is just a he just he may have service? had a couple of wines as well but <laughs> again not the first time I've heard this about but I think, this is the, I, think, I genuinely think those are the kind of people that people do want in politics you, they don't want somebody who is like so straight down the line you know they want people that he's gonna go out for a beer uh, at the weekend you know I think mm. that I think that is really important somebody that's like them you know. Oh, God, you're describing yeah. Boris Johnson, aren't you? No, absolutely not, he doesn't go, go out for a glass of wine He pretends that he would go out for a beer with people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that he he gets Harrods to bring, like, uh, bottles of crystal to his <laughs> ridiculously refurbished mansion and serve it in crystal cups. Oh, you can't stand that, man. Anyway, yeah. let's
0: bring this to a close. Thank you so much for today. Um, it's been really informative, and I've really enjoyed it. It's been nice. Lots of nice political chat, lots of mental health chat. Um, Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And good luck on the 1st 1st of December. On the 1st of
1: December. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.